Hello everyone, Master Soda Man here. This is the Jedi of the Multiverse podcast where we talk Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, and really whatever else we feel like. So remember, concentrate on the moment, feel, don't think, and use your instincts as we navigate this vast multiverse of books, TV series, movies, and more. This is where the fun begins. For those of you who don't know me, I am the Soda Man. I'm a streamer over on Twitch for about uh, two years. Um, but a big and longtime Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney fan. Like, my whole life. Um, so recently, I've had this urge, um, this drive to, to really start talking more about these fandoms that I've spent my whole life loving and following and being a part of, um, which brings us to right here and, and right now, the start of the Jedi of the Multiverse podcast, episode one can't believe that we're uh we're finally here it's finally happening it's real it's 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 something tangible it's crazy um with a lot of help um from my friends fellow streamers podcasters star wars lovers um we're, we're finally here the, those guys uh namely you know lord dagavir evo gaming element seven um, Darth Chaco, a lot of these guys um, have given me some some real inspiration to start start this. So, as you're all probably wondering, uh, you know what we're talking about today, since it's the um, first ever episode, I figured we would use it as an introduction, um, an introduction to how I fell in love with Star Wars. Marvel and Disney, respectively. Um, you know, what I'm looking forward to and also what the plans for this podcast are and, w and what the future holds. So let's start off um, with a little history of me. Um, I was born in 1991 to a family that already had uh, two sons. Uh, so I already had two older brothers from, from the time... I came into this world and my oldest brother you know he was already deep into the to the star wars train um you know and and really marvel and disney um but a lot of star wars we had the trilogy box set and i remember uh you know taking out those vhs tapes and plugging them in and watching a New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi just like all the time. Um, I also remember he had just stacks on, and stacks and stacks of of Star Wars Marvel comics. So he had also other stuff. He had like G.I. Joe and Transformers and all too. But what I really remember is I remember the Star Wars and the Marvel stuff. Um, and to this day, I still have some of those comics um i still have some of those uh things here with me to this day um that that i've been 
looking at and, and thinking about and, and pouring over for, for years and years and years here. Um, but I attribute, you know, really a lot of my love for Star Wars and Marvel came from my older two brothers. Now, Disney um, came from my father. And it came from my father, not from just the movies, but because he took us to Disney World. And he took us to Disney World every year. My dad uh, grew up in, in a house and in a family where he never went on vacations. And he didn't want his family to go through the same thing and his kids to never be able to go on any vacations ever. So in 1993, he bought a Disney Vacation Club membership, which is DVC, um, at Disney World. Um, and we've gone to Disney World ever since. We, my dad really, uh, you know, he, he spoiled us in one way, but he also created a lifetime of of these super amazing, fantastic memories that I can't wait to share one day with uh, my own kids um, and, and be able to take them there and also show them these things, especially since uh, Star Wars and Marvel are also now more predominant um, in the parks, you know, more so at Hollywood Studios there um, for Star Wars with with Batu and, and Black Spire Outpost and it just being just an amazingly immersive experience. Um, I just can't wait to take them. But, you know, see, all those things came from my family. This, this deep love and this deep connection with Star Wars and Marvels and Disney really came from my family. You know, my dad with more so Disney, Star Wars and Marvel were from my two older brothers, um, which we still, you know, talk about to this day. Um, with my brothers, we collect all kinds of things. Me and my oldest brother, we collect a lot of the pops and I've got them hooked onto the High Republic and the books. And, and I'm always asking, oh, did you see this new stuff that's coming out? It's just going to be just fantastic and I, t I talk to my other brother and I'm always like picking on him and being like yo you need to go watch Mandalorian or you gotta watch Visions it just came out it, it's just so good and I get so excited about it um and I just want to keep sharing it um with my family that um that really were the ones that instituted this this feeling this love um for these three things um, really inside of me. Um, now, um, with, with having said that, giving you a, a little history on like where the love came from. Um, I also want to go into, you know, moving a little further down the path as a young soda still, the prequels came out, you know, like, you know, the Phantom Menace came out when I was like seven or eight years old. And I remember seeing that uh, movie and watching it and like loving every single thing about it. And I needed all the Legos. Like I had Anakin and his pod racer and I had uh, the bongo from, from the, um, from Naboo. I had it all and I loved playing with them. 
Um, I I did have the action figures too because again my older two brothers they had a lot of the original action figures and I still have them to this day at least the ones that I that were bought for me I think the ones that my my brothers had they both have respectively because they still really collect that stuff too wish I had it but they of course were older so it's their stuff darn it but <laughs> anyways um you know again the 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 prequels came out and the, and the phantom menace and it just took it took my world by storm and i remember um all these things coming out uh, do you guys remember um the pod um pod racers game um that was like at arcades where you like sat in a pod racer and and you could race it around i remember seeing that and like always, always, always wanting to draw to 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 jump right into it. Um, I thought it was like the coolest thing. Now that game was so hard; it was incredibly hard, and I felt like I I I don't think I ever finished like in the top five in that game. And I think there was eight racers. I I I think that's what it was. Um, but I remember that. Um, and also at the arcade, I don't know if you guys. Uh, also remember the original trilogy game i remember that and doing like the death star run and oh my god it's just good times and memories thinking like that far back and i know that there's still some shops and arcades and stuff that have that thing but i wish i could have that here so i could just play that thing all the time it's just like a shot of nostalgia like right into the veins man it just it just gets you like fired up man you know it just <laughs> it's just so good to think about like um back in the day and what we had and and to where we are now i mean there are a lot of video games you know coming out now and and still um you know uh fallen order and all these these new games that are going to be coming into the mix and the thought of this open world one i mean it just it just really gets me. I'm so like super excited to see what the future holds for for Star Wars video games. If this open world game comes out, I'm gonna play it all the time. Just like when when uh, Coder came out, like I just wanted to go over my buddy's house who had an Xbox because I didn't. That's one of the first consoles like that I really didn't have. I had PS1, I had PS2, and before that I had Nintendo 64, I had Game Boy, Game Boy Color, I ha you know, had all of those. But I didn't ever actually have the first Xbox. I had to go over to my buddy's house who had Xbox to play uh, anything from it. And luckily he had it. And I could, he lived two doors down, so I could go over there all the time, and we would play everything in the face of the earth. But man, when Knights of the Old Republic came out, and he got that, oh my god. I, I never wanted to leave. I would stay over for dinner, I would eat lunch over there, they would say, are you coming home? I would say, no, I need to play this game, I'm having so much fun over here. We don't have this at home. I don't want to come back. I just want to play this game. And 
um, th- that's what I did. I stay. I would stay over my buddy's house, and we would like stay up all night, um, and we would have to try to be like super, super quiet while we played uh, Knights of the Old Republic to make it through the story. And man, it was just an experience unlike anything else. So this probably leads me up to when did Knights of the Old Republic came out in like what? 2003 so I was like I don't know like 10 or 11 years old wow um I just remember playing all these games and you know in Rogue Squadron for Nintendo 64 that was even earlier um and that was just my jam I could play that game for hours and hours and luckily since it was on Nintendo 64 we had one so I didn't have to go anywhere to play that game. I just stayed home, and I would play all day on the uh, Moss Eisley level, just shooting down everything, shooting Jawas. Shh, shh. I didn't shoot any ja- No Jawas were, were harmed in the filming of this podcast, but they were definitely harmed when, when I was a little Rogue Squadron player for Nintendo 64. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I hurt those little Jawas, but it was fun. I can't, I can't lie. We we loved playing that game. You could just just spend hours, you know. And it's not like today when you have these biomes that you can watch on Disney Plus, which are just fantastic. So that was like my way of living in um the world the world of star wars was through playing these video games was was through playing knights of the old republic and rogue squadron and just and and going to the arcade and and playing uh the pod racing game and and the star wars trilogy game those were my ways of actually living in this world of of this this fantasy where there's jedi and sith and lightsabers and this force that runs through everybody and everything and it attaches everybody together um that was my way of living in the world and now with the you know with batu and galaxy's edge over in disney now it's even more immersive and it makes you want to stay there even more which um now I think we'll we'll move over to really what got me into Marvel. And Marvel was really from the comics because there wasn't I mean there was Spider-Man and and stuff that Sony made back in the day and of course I had those games, you know, PS1, PS2, Spider-Man, you know, swinging around the city. It was it was amazing. I remember that as a kid and thinking that is that's fantastic. But Marvel, for me, since there wasn't, like, real, real movies out, yeah, there was cartoons, but it was really through the comics, which, again, were, were through, my, through my brother. It wasn't until, like, the MCU started coming out that really reignited my passion for them, too, and especially more so for Iron Man, because I remember, as a kid looking at the comics that we had and reading through the Iron Man comics and being like, this guy is just really, really super smart and he doesn't really have really superpowers, but he makes his way and he makes his way through 
through this suit that he develops. Um, and he became my just all-time favorite character. We had, and I still have the comic, is called the Iron Manual. And in this Iron Manual, it actually has all of the kind of blueprints of like how he made like the arc reactor and, and his suit and, and everything. And I remember looking at that and just going like, Oh my God, just how amazing it could be to, to design something like that and to be able to get into it and fly around and, and, and save people and, and, and do all this stuff. I just thought it was so fantastic. So with the MCU coming out and them like reigniting, like you know, you know Iron Man and Captain America, and then you know Thor and Black Panther, you know you you bring all these guys into into the fold here, and then you know you got Hawkeye and Black Widow and Shuri. I mean, it just everything just keeps rolling and rolling, and this new MCU, it just it just grabs you you know, by the heartstrings, you know, especially since my favorite character died. And if you guys don't know that he died and that that's a spoiler, then where have you been for years? Because when did Endgame come out? Maybe three years ago? Don't tell me it's a spoiler. You should know by now. You should know that Tony put his his life on the line and he sat over the grenade and, and took the grenade for the team. And it's just fantastic but yes my going back i know i go on tangents it's just the way my mind works so apologies uh i'll probably be able to zone in a little bit more as we get you know further down the line in these podcasts but since today we're we're talking about you know what really got us in and what what really got me into everything is all attributed to to these things that were before me and these things that have been happening over the years that have just been refilling that passion for these for these projects for star wars marvel and disney um so yeah my my love for marvel came from the comic books and then when the mcu came and it started making everything connected and and make them into a film where everybody could enjoy it and digest it. It was just absolutely fantastic. To me, it just, everything, like, I want, I just want to be a part of everything. Now, we'll move on to Disney, which, again, I said, the roots started from my father. Uh, That was all planted from my father taking me to disney uh disney world as a kid and all the way up until today we still spend time where we go to disney together and spend time as a family um but disney um it it holds a super special place in my heart because of that because of those those family moments, those family memories um, that were made. Now, I know a ton about Disney parks, and I know it because of all the times I've been there. We've gone every year since I was a baby, so since I was born in 1991 to today, 
and there was only one year we didn't go and there was multiple years where I've been able to go two or three times in a year so the count of me going to Disney is up in the 40s I've been to Disney about 40 something times and in those times I've got to know how the parks operate I got to know how Disney works um, what Disney is about and and how it makes me feel and you know in this podcast when we do talk about Disney of course we'll discuss you know the moves that the company makes like with Disney Plus and of course everything coming out there um, geez there's there's just a vast array of stuff that we'll talk about later which is the stuff I'm excited about um, but let's let's go back a little bit so Disney again I know just about everything there is to know about being in those parks Magic Kingdom Hollywood Studios or as we really call it MGM Studios because that's what it used to be back in the day um, Animal Kingdom and Epcot I know so much about it. I even went to uh, the Disney Institute and I took the course on um, the stellar service on how Disney creates stellar experiences and stellar stories through their company and what they want their employees to do. So I have a big knowledge when it comes to Disney parks, more so Walt Disney World than Disneyland. Sadly, I haven't been to Disneyland. I know a lot of the history, but I haven't been lucky enough to get over there yet. Now, that might change in the next couple years because uh, my fiance's brother lives in California, so it might be easier for me to get over there now and then be able to share some experience and learn some of Disneyland too. Um, but for now... It's mostly Walt Disney World. And absolutely, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, or you want to discuss anything that has to do with Walt Disney World, hell, even if it comes to Marvel or, or Star Wars, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at the Soda Man OG on Twitter. You can you can message me, you can tweet at me. Um, we can become friends and we can, we can DM about it. If you have any questions, I'm always free and open. Um, I, w I would love to discuss it. And also, if, if you um, want to talk about the podcast stuff or you want to ask questions that you want answered maybe on this podcast, you can uh, send it to at uh, Jedi Multiverse on Twitter. Um, I have a handle for the podcast as well. So that's that's something worth uh, looking into. So now since we discussed a little bit of how I got into Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney and, and the feelings about those things, let's talk... Um, actually, we do have two questions um, from Twitter that I do want to answer. So let me just pull them up real quick. So the first question is from Bright Suns Media, who also writes or has a podcast um, 
called the Bright Suns Podcast. Um, he's a wonderful person. I've I've seen a lot of his stuff and heard a lot of his stuff, and he's a very enjoyable person. He's a very welcoming, a very kind person. Um, so absolutely check him out as well. His stuff's on Spotify, uh, Bright Suns Media. Look him up. Listen to his stuff. So his question was, what moment in Star Wars, canon or not, left you needing to pick your jaw up off the floor? So this is this could be several moments. Now, one of them is, of course, in Revenge of the Sith with the altercation between Obi-Wan and Anakin. When that started, I remember as a kid just going like, oh my God, it's about to happen. This is about to go down. This is going to be an insane thing, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if Obi-Wan's going to die, if Anakin is going to die. I don't, you know, like as a kid, that's like, of course, what you think, even though you know that Anakin's going to survive because he's Vader. But, and Obi-Wan's going to survive because he's Obi-Wan. But as a kid, you're like, they could die! So, that was like, of course, as a kid, I was thinking, oh my god, that's going to happen. And my jaw was like, oh my god, this is going to be a showdown of showdowns. Um, Also, you know, Phantom Menace, episode one, Qui-Gon's death I cried I absolutely and utterly cried um he was my favorite I loved everything about him I loved his his talks his visions um his quotes about you know the Jedi and how he how he carried himself I loved everything about him and still do to this day he's still my favorite just absolutely my favorite Jedi um, when he died in episode one I cried I just cried so bad um, newer stuff now this is a spoiler spoiler alert for those who haven't read um, the High Republic books especially the Rise and Storm um, so again you might want to hop out for about 10 seconds from this point. When Loden died in The Rising Storm, my mouth was just totally agape. I couldn't believe it. After all he went through and after all that have happened, I was like, there's no way he's not going to live. Like, there's no way that that's not going to happen. And then the leveler. Oh my god. It it was insane. So your your question turned into like a multi-part question because there's just been so many. And of course, you can't then you can't say that all of visions didn't leave my jaw on the floor with what they created. With everything that they put together to make that happen. Now, of course, there's a few episodes that I don't love love but that but there are ones that really are just fantastically put together like the you know the elder the duel the village bride just oh my god the story 
the ninth Jedi, oh my god, just that could be a movie, you know, like just thinking about that, those things could just be total movies, and, you know, so that that's, that's another thing, so we got, I gave you a couple examples that were even back in the prequels to two examples that are, or are more closer to what's going on today, but, um, yeah, a little bit of a, a multi-pronged and multi-answer question for you there. So let's go to this other one um, that we have here. So this next one comes from our friend It's Only AJ over on Twitter. She's awesome. She actually did the art for this podcast this main screen that you guys are looking at on youtube right now that was from aj she's awesome um she does amazing work so you should give her uh, a check out uh, as well but her question is um two pro it's uh according to the media george lucas told his crew on the set of revenge of the sith that the entire story of Star Wars is being narrated by R2 to the Keeper of the Journal of the Wills. Is this true? It hasn't been confirmed from what I read, but I see people asking. And I think that this was first said in like 2016 or something, so quite a long time ago. I, I forget. He I think he did it for an article or for something similar like that. Um, in this article... You know, they talked about it, and he said, "Hey, you know this this story is being recounted by R two from his memory banks. You know, a hundred years in the future. Now, again, as you said, this hasn't been fully confirmed, but I would say, really, if George Lucas said it, and that's his vision. I mean, he's the creator for this. I mean, he's the one that started it all." It was his vision. It was his baby. And, yeah, you know, we have Dave Filoni and Jean Favreau and, and a bunch of others that have been creating a lot of new story on top of what his original vision was and a lot of the stuff that he laid down. Um, but I would say, you know, if George said it, then it's got to be true, whether it's confirmed or denied, because... You know, but that's, you know, if George said it and that it's his baby, he can make it however it is. Whether it's, it hasn't been canonized in a book or it hasn't been canonized in TV or in a movie, I would say if that was his vision, then that's probably, that's probably true to what it is. Because also R2 didn't have his memory, memory wiped by Bal Organa after um, Revenge of the Sith if I remember correctly. I think C-3PO is the only, you know, out of those two, he's had his mind wiped, you know, a few times. Um, but I think R2's mem memory banks have stayed intact throughout the course of one, you know, episode one through episode nine now that we have. So I would say... I believe in the theory that 
you know, Star Wars could be narrated by R2 to the keeper of the Journal of the Wills. And I think that would be awesome. I would love to see a scene of that, you know, like leading into a new age, you know, that I think that would be cool. So because it's cool, because George Lucas said it, I'm going to go and say that's I agree that <laughs> that's that's probably it now. Um, since we we've talked a bit about, you know, where I came from, what my my feelings are are from Star Wars, where everything came from. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what what I'm excited for as, as it pertains to now, as it pertains to Star Wars, more so than anything, because the projects that are coming out for Star Wars are insane. I mean, we have Mandalorian season three. We have Ahsoka, we have Andor, we have Kenobi, we have the bad, the next Bad Batch season. Um, we, you know, it could be possible we could get a Visions season two with all this hype on it and all this love for it. Um, the Acolyte Rogue Squadron movie, um, a droid story that they've announced. I mean, there's just so many in the mix. Even uh, Rangers of the uh, New Republic. I mean, how many shows is that? You got, what, like eight, not t 10, 11 shows and a movie coming out? You know, it's it's just in a super, super exciting time for Star Wars um, with all, the, all this coming out. Um, so, of course, with everything coming out, we're probably going to, do more stuff on YouTube as well, where this will also be up. So this is going to go on YouTube, and this is also going to go up on Spotify, and I'm going to try to figure out how to put it on some other podcast sites so it's more accessible. But those will be the main two, is Spotify and YouTube. But we're going to be discussing a little bit of everything. We're going to be reacting to a little bit of everything um, from Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, um I would say, just because of the sheer amount of content, though, we will probably be mainly focused on Star Wars. And we'll, th we'll throw in our Marvel and our Disney feelings in as well. But just because of the sheer amount of stuff that will be coming out, and to build it into a focus standpoint, we're going to talk a lot about star wars and a lot about these projects that are coming out and all these things that you know could be coming out in the future that will just be like just blow our socks off you know so the again the feeling for this channel is to be able to discuss all this freely amongst ourselves star wars marvel disney we're going to talk about it. And the the way I feel about Star Wars, especially since the Star Wars community can be super, super toxic. Um, the thing I want to stress is that no matter what you like about Star Wars, no matter what piece it is, no matter if you like a little bit or a lot of it, there's a place here for you. I'm not one of those people that are going to tell you you're right or wrong in your feelings about what you feel about Star Wars because Star Wars is for everybody. 
Star Wars is for every person from one to a hundred to two hundred to three hundred, however old you you last, and even for new generations. So Star Wars is for everyone. And if you like only a little bit, or you're you're just getting into it, or you're big time into it, and you love Legends, or you only love Canon, it doesn't matter. There is a place here for you on this channel, in this podcast, talking to your good old friend, Master Soda Man. We will talk about it all together. You're most welcome to be here. I am very thankful that you're here. Um, with the start of this podcast, I want to thank every single person who is here for me to help make this a reality for everybody here that is listening to it right now on whatever platform you are, whether you're Spotify or YouTube, where you just, uh, you know, happened upon this podcast because you were looking at some other content. I appreciate you guys stopping by spending time with me and being here um there's a lot going to be coming out i hope to be posting these um every saturday um i'm gonna try to put up an episode every saturday for the foreseeable future so i'm very excited we can we can say hey we made it through our first episode together the jedi the multiverse episode one Again, thank you all for coming by, for exploring your, your feelings and your thoughts with me, for diving down the, this path with me of this first episode. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you.